on the street, your neighbors, people you work with. It really is that simple. The next example that Jesus gives us is in, uh, is in Luke chapter 10. And uh, in Luke chapter 10, I'm going to get a little living water myself here. It's getting a little dry. Um, Jesus is uh, tested by a religious expert. He's all, they're always wanting to trip him up, ask him all kinds of questions about the law and see if they do it to us today still, don't they? They want to trip us up, see if they can get us to trip up in our faith and, and call us hypocrites and you name it. They still do it today. And uh, uh, so he asks himself the question, what must I do to receive salvation? Of course, we know love your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. But the tricky guy says, well... Who's my neighbor? Well, in Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 30, he tells him. In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened by, uh, happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. This was a priest. This was a godly man. He knew God. He feared God. And he left this guy sitting there. So to a Levite, when he came to the place where he saw the man, passed by on the other side. Now Levite is a temple worker. So they worked in the temple. They knew God. They feared God. Yet passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, here we go with these Samaritans again. As he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Some translations say medicine. When he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn and took care of him. The next day, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expenses that you may have. Which of these three do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robber, he asked him. The expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. He tells him to go and do likewise. So I would take that as to tell every one of us to go and also do likewise. We still have the same social structures up in the middle. We still have the same stereotypes going on. But the Samaritan, he took the higher road. He went over and he helped the guy out. Um, I think as people, people of God, as Christians, that we should take the higher road. We should set that example. For others, um, I haven't always been that guy. I mean, I've never left anybody in the ditch, abandoned and bruised, or anything like that. I mean, I wouldn't do that. But you know, um, says confess our sins one to another. You know, I've been the guy that you know saw the people on the side of the road, 
have this conversation with myself. Well, the hood isn't open. They're not waving, hey, help me. You know, so I drive on by. I've been that guy. I hope I'm not the only one. But uh, I have been. And it's good that God has forgiveness for things like that also. Because as we do that, we learn a lesson. The guy passed on an off-ramp. I can't go back to the off-ramp and, and do that over again. I missed it. I was going to stop and I didn't. And now I've got to sit here and go, well, I wonder what would happen if I did stop, if I did talk to the guy. You know, um, in the news we saw all kinds of things where, you know, you see the homeless guy with the, with the sign, walks 10 blocks, gets in his Mercedes and goes home to his family. Well, you know, that, I, I don't think that's the norm. I really don't. I think a lot of those people truly are hurting and they truly need help. But we don't always stop and just see what their story is. You know, do they real, what, what is the deal? Do they really need that help? What could you do? I'm guilty of that too. And I hope the Lord forgives me and, and, and next time He'll encourage me to stop and take that conversation. Because uh, that, that's the way we need to be. And the last example I want to talk about tonight is in Matthew chapter 25. And uh, we're talking about judgment time in Matthew 25. And it says here, starting in verse 32, All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate the people one from another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. I learned in a devotion, one man's breakfast, that was a goat. It was a really cool devotion. That was a goat. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then a king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothing, and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or need clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did also for me. And when I read that, um, all kinds of feelings come. Because he's saying that when I, when I treated Greg like that, when I asked him and I was sharing my faith, I was doing that just as if it was Jesus Christ standing right before me. When there's that guy standing there with that sign, it might as well be Jesus Christ standing there holding that sign. The knock on the door in the middle of the night, 
how cool would that be if you open the door and it was Jesus? Would you invite him in? Amen, I would. <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> but uh, God will separate the pretenders and the unbelievers. The real evidence of our belief is in the way we act and in the way we live out our lives. To treat all persons as if they're, if, if they're Jesus. And that is not an easy thing to do. I know it right within my own family. It is very hard. Relationships are hard. But he tells us to do it right here in his word. And and I wanna wanna thank God for people that do this. A few weeks ago, we were rolling over to a bike blessing. Man, our tails were on fire. It was awesome. Gonna be a, just a great time of sharing Jesus and praying for people. I want you to know at the last minute, God changed all of our plans. We had no place to stay. This was a low-budget trip. There were no motels reserved. You know, this was a, a planned deal, been planned for several weeks. And at the last minute, we had no place to stay. And we weren't sure what we were going to do. But a few phone calls later, a dear brother, Jerry Bear, opened up his home to us. Just like it says right here. He gave us shelter. He came in and he fed us. He didn't know me from Adam. I didn't know him from Adam. Same with Craig. But he invited us in. He fed us. And I'll tell you what, God had a plan that weekend because now I just dearly love his family and what they do for others. And he showed me how much care and compassion they have. And when we had church in their backyard around the campfire, that was one of the best campfires I've ever had. We had praise and worship right there to the Lord with about a half a dozen of us around his back, in his backyard in that campfire. And that was just as real as any church I've ever been in. It was just amazing to sit there and worship God like that. So I thank God for people that do follow that example right there. The basics. Give shelter. Help the sick. Visit those that are in jail and those that are sick. I guess I should have left the door shut. I wanted some fresh air. That's all right. That's all right. We'll preach it anyway. So, the question here in, the, in this Scripture is, how well do your actions separate you from the pretenders and the unbelievers? Because we know there's a lot of good people out there. They feed the homeless. They shelter the homeless. They do a lot of really good things but they don't do it in the name of Jesus Christ like we do. And that's the way it ought to be. And we ought to be sharing with them the way it ought to be. That we do this because of the love God has for us. I mean, He let His own Son die for us. That's how much He loves us. So we ought to be willing to share that with, with everybody that we can think of. Now, we're going to get a chance tonight to put some of this into practice. This is the surprise twist of this service. Okay? So, uh, we're going to take a little break in this service. Greg's going to come up here and tell us how this is going to work tonight. Yeah, you 